0: Thanks for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. Our hope is that it helps you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. Um, guys, welcome to Wednesday Night Church. My name is Emily, if, if I haven't met you. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to, you know, be able to gather on Wednesday nights. This has been awesome, and I'm super excited um, just for what the summer is going to bring, too. So I'm glad you guys are here. I need to tell you something about myself. Back in the day... I did track. Anybody here doing track? Raise your hand if you're doing track. Sixth and seventh, or seventh and eighth graders, you guys, right? Yeah? Who, if you're in fifth and sixth grade, do you want to do track? Like when you get there, maybe. Okay. Well, let me, the more, the more important part of this is that, that I need to tell you is that I did not want to do a track, okay? I am not a runner, nor have I ever been a runner. Um, but my friend Hannah was doing track, so I did it because I'm an influenceable, you know? Um, And and it went about how you're thinking it went. It went bad, it went really bad. Because I didn't just do track, I did long distance track. Why? Why did I do that? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> because my, my mom did make me continue because I made a commitment. Um, so I did track, I did long distance track and I knew this was gonna be bad, honestly. Like when I signed up for it, I was kind of like, well, I just wasn't into it. But as, as practice started, I became a lot more not into it, you know, like when we had to start running. And uh, faster than I would like to uh, think it would have come, the first meet was, it was time, like it was meet time, and I felt like I had ran, well, up to that point in my life, like seventh grade, I don't think I had, I don't think I had ran a full mile like, with, you know, like consecutively at that point in my life, which is probably the first problem. But the second problem was that I also had not run a full mile by the time the first track meet ran, came around. Okay, and my two, meets, my two races were the 800 meter and the 1600 meter. Half mile, full mile. That's what we were dealing with. Um, so, it was bad, it was bad, all the way there, like, I remember, I mean, honestly, thinking about it right now, (laughs) my palms are getting sweaty, like, I was so nervous for this, because I knew I wasn't prepared, I knew it was gonna go badly, uh, and then we got there, and it just got worse, you know, like, they're, like, calling all the events, like, other ones, like four by two is one, I think. And they were calling other events, that's the point. And then my event came up, and literally like my stomach just like dropped, and I was like, like I was out of breath and sweating, and I had not run yet, okay? I was like that nervous about it. I was like, okay, um, I'm nervous, but I'm about to run a half mile, so I need to get my breathing under control, right? So I get up to the line, and it's about what you would expect at a junior high track meet. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's like the Wild West. And I look to my right, I'm, this is a real, this is true, okay? I look to my right, and there are girls who look like they, and boys, like we all run at the same time, they're just different, you know, like whatever, first, second, third. Uh, so these people to my, to my right are like, they're like stretching their legs like this, you know? That's the ultimate sign of a good runner. And they're like this, and I'm like, you look like you've been running like professionally in track since you were four, and I'm like, oh gosh. And then I legitimately, this is no joke, I look to my left and there is a boy, <laughs> With only one shoe on. <laughs> there he, he has one tennis shoe on and a sock. And I'm like, you good? And he was like, no. And I talked to him after the, meet, after the race actually and he was waiting for his mom to bring him his other sneaker, wasn't there on time. He ran that race with one shoe on, okay? That is no lie, that legitimately happened. Uh, we were in Neosho, Missouri. They probably wrote about it. So I am, I'm like up at this, I'm like hyperventilating, hyperventilating, I am nervous. I am scared about what is about to happen. And we, the guy shoots the fake gun, we start running. Everyone starts about at the pace I was gonna finish at, you know, like really kick it into high gear there at the end, no, they're there. They're starting at where I would finish. And I am in the back of the pack, you could say. (laughs) And I am like rounding the first corner. And I'm like, please, like, Lord, please, like, work a miracle. Could this be the last lap, you know? We're supposed to do two, maybe just one for me, okay? And ultimate, ultimate point of that is I finished the race, right? Guy with one shoe, definitely finished before me. Um, It was rough, And I finished the race, right? And the entire time I'm running this race, I'm like, why did I do this? Why am I running this race? I just want this to be over, right? And I get to the end of the race, and I'm like, finally, thank you, this is finally over. And my coach comes up to me, and she says, good job, which was a joke. And then she said, then she said, you only have seven more. And I was like, what? We have to do that again? That was literally the worst thing that I could have spent my time doing <laughs> and I have to do that again. And that was only the half mile. Like I hadn't even, I hadn't even touched the mile yet, okay? I don't want to tell that story. Um, and she's like, listen, you can do this. Like it's, it just takes practice, whatever. Now, I will tell you, I finished that season of track. Did I medal? No. Did I get close to medaling? No. Um, but I did finish that season of track and i never went back <laughs> but some of us i think if you if you're anything like me and you hear words like worry or anxiety maybe you feel like you're like about to run a race you're not prepared for right like you've got like like you've got this weight on your chest and you start like breathing heavily and you start like your your heart rate starts getting higher, and, and you're nervous, right? Like, like even thinking about your anxieties, even thinking about your worries is nerve-wracking. And we think about, like, like when you think about your life, right, and you think about the things that you're worried about, like automatically, there's almost like a physical response in our bodies when we get nervous and we get, when we get worried. And Jesus, he comes to us right after, you know, two weeks ago we talked about storing up our treasures in heaven, instead of on earth, right? And he starts, this, he starts this, this next section, he says, therefore. so That means we're still talking about where we store our treasures. We're still talking about what we're striving after, what, we're, what our goals are here on earth. He says, therefore, don't worry. And, and he says, don't worry about what you will eat or what you will drink. And don't worry about what you will wear. And if you're anything like me, you might be thinking, well, there's a lot more to worry about, right? Like yeah, maybe I'm worried about those things, but I'm worried about bigger things. Like I, I'm worried about my relationship with my friends. I'm worried about like what my friends are saying when I'm not around. Like I'm, I'm anxious about what people think about me. I'm worried about my parents' relationship. I'm worried, about, I'm worried about what I'm gonna do like when I'm on my own. I'm worried about all these things. Like you've, you've got a, I've got a whole life to worry about, right? Food and clothes, like those are the least of my worries. And, and you would, you're, you're in this position and you're in, maybe you're like, your heart rate's going up and you're like, all I want is relief. Because I've been chasing after these things, trying to get what I need, trying to get what I want. I've been storing up things like achievements and, and what I can do and, and actual physical possessions. I've been storing these things up and I just want relief. I just wanna stop running the race. I just want peace and you begin to realize like all these things you're trying to gather all these things you're trying to do they're all they're all kind of under this big umbrella of like one day i will have everything that i need and i can rest like i can relax right like i can have peace but ultimately we know that when we strive after the things of the earth when we strive after worldly possessions first of all they're not eternal right they they rust they get destroyed they can be taken they can be stolen and we always end up short. Why? I think it comes back to that God's idea of peace is always better. God's idea of peace is always better than ours. And I think Jesus begins to show us what exactly he means by like not worrying, right? Because some of you are just like, if if I could just get enough stuff, if if I could put enough stuff in my basket, right? I'd be good to go. I wouldn't have to worry another day in my life. I'd have everything I need. But Jesus says you will be riddled with anxiety. You will be riddled with, with worry. For as long as you strive after and run after these things of the earth, you will run races. You will run race after race. You will finish a race and, the, and there will be a starting line waiting for you. Because what happens when we try to gather up these worldly things is as soon as we get to the one thing, right? Like maybe you get the girl, maybe you get the, the, the grade, maybe you get the team spot, whatever it is. As soon as we, we get the thing, we see far off in the distance there's other people going after other stuff that we kind of want. And it's this endless cycle of race after race. But there are two things about God that we need to know when it comes to our our worries, when it comes to the things small or big in our life that we are worried about, that we are anxious over. There's two things that God knows, two things. The first one, he knows what you need. He knows what you need. That, That is something that was so encouraging to me when I, honestly, all throughout scripture, when I read scripture, I find that God cares about us. God didn't just create us and say good luck, you know? Like there's a lot to do, you gotta to get to work. No, he, he created us and he said I care for you. It says, he, Jesus does this thing that he, he, he's done so far, we've seen it in these couple of chapters before. He uses our surroundings, he uses the things that we see every single day, he uses those things to teach us about an eternal reality, some, something that is hard to grasp, something that we cannot see. So he says, he says, think about the birds in the sky. Now, how many of you guys are in the birds aren't real camp? Anybody? Oh, Jared, Jared. Oh, listen, if you are unsubscribed, that stuff's not real, okay? Like birds are real, they're not government drones, okay? But he says, look at the birds, and we need to know that because Jesus is gonna teach us with them, okay? He says, he says look at the birds in the sky. They don't store up for themselves. They don't, they don't have to like house away in barns the things that they need because their heavenly Father takes care of them. And then he says, also, look at the flowers. Anybody ever seen a flower before? Yeah, 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 okay, all right, okay. He says, look at the flowers. What's the first thing I noticed about a flower? How pretty it is. I don't, I don't look at a flower and be like, I could use that to make a wheel. Like, no, it's just beautiful, right? Like, it's just pretty. We're like, wow, that is cool. <laughs> like, God made that color, what, I don't, why? <laughs> That's awesome. Like, he says, look at the flowers. Like, Solomon, the greatest, richest king, he, didn't, he was not even dressed as well as the flowers are. And, and God cares, he, the, your heavenly father, he takes care of the flowers, even though they're really temporary. The life of a flower, short, okay? But he says, I care, God cares for these things, he takes care of them, he gives them what they need. And then, he he goes even further in verse 32, he he says, listen, the pagans chase after food and clothing and being secure and having the stuff they need so that they can rest, but your heavenly father knows that you need that stuff. Your heavenly father, your creator, the God of the universe that we are gathered here together today to talk about, to learn about, to praise, he cares for you and he knows what you need. The God of the universe knows what you need. He knows what you're worried about. The Psalms talk about how God knows our anxious thoughts. He knows what you need and he cares, he cares to take care of you. He like wants to do that. But he doesn't just know what you need. He doesn't just know that you need food and shelter and clothing and all these things, but he actually knows what you need and he will bring it to you. He knows what will ultimately bring you peace. He knows that you're anxious, he knows that you're worried and he also has the answer to those things. Like you can rely on him, you can trust him. And here's the shocker, I know, we're at church. It's Jesus, that's what we need. We need Jesus himself. It says in verse 33, chapter six, it says, but seek first his kingdom, God's kingdom, and his righteousness. And all the things that you need, they'll be given to you. When you know God, when you seek after God, when you enter into that kingdom and you live for that kingdom of light instead of darkness, he will actually take care of every other need that you have. He will take care of you because he loves you. Seek first, actively look. Like like seeking, right, hide and seek. If you are playing hide and seek and the seeker doesn't do anything, is the hider going to be found? No, okay? Hide Hide and seek requires some effort from the seeker, right? Or else it's just hide. And God says like, seek first this kingdom that I've been talking about. Seek first this kingdom of light, this kingdom of generosity, this kingdom where, where of contentment, of, of the things that I'm about. Like seek first this heavenly kingdom that I am putting in play here on earth. Because Jesus is the only currency that doesn't get devalued. Like when, when you're seeking after the things of the earth and you're worried about the things that are here on earth that are just temporary, those things fade, those things, these, those things don't last, but Jesus lasts, he stands the test of time. And only Jesus can bring us peace. Only Jesus' righteousness can bring us peace. The ultimate act of peace that we know of is Jesus himself coming to earth and making peace with God and man. How did he do that? He died on a cross, bearing every sin, every, everything that you and I have done against the Lord. When, when we commit sin, here's what we're doing. We're waging war against God. We are, we are putting ourselves at odds with God. But Jesus, God said, I, I love you so much and I have what you need. And, so, and I want peace with you. So I'm going to send my son, and he's going to die for all of those sins. And he's going to bring you back into right relationship, into peace with God the Father. First Peter 2 tells us that Jesus did this. He came to earth because we are God's treasure. So, so God seeks his treasure, us. And what does he ask us to do? He asks us to seek him. He offers us peace in our everyday lives. He offers us peace in our relationship with one another. He offers us peace um, at home, where things, when things aren't working out. He offers us peace when, when people aren't kind to us. He offers us peace in our earthly relationships and he offers us peace in the smallest worry you can think of and the biggest anxiety you are afraid of. He offers us peace and he doesn't just say, seek me and good luck. He says, I know what you need. And it's Jesus. And I know, I know how you can get this. He equips us to seek his kingdom. In Philippians 4, chapter, 6, or chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, he says, don't be anxious about anything. Don't worry. But in everything, by prayer and petition, present your requests to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, it doesn't, it doesn't even make sense to us, it will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, the one who dispels all, all anxiety, all worry. God's idea of peace is always better than ours. God has offered us peace with him, with each other, with ourselves. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm just worried, like anxious within myself like I don't I don't have really a reason I'm just nervous and God offers us peace he's offering you peace Kiefer's going to sing a song tonight that that you may not know and that's okay he's going to sing a song and the words are this turn your eyes upon Jesus Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. I don't don't want you to stand up. I want you to sit. And we've done this before, but I want you to put put your hands out. Because sometimes it takes us physically doing something that our hearts are feeling, you know? Like sometimes it takes us changing the posture of our actual bodies to help us remind ourselves of the posture of our hearts. So put your hands out, open them up towards the sky and I want you to close your eyes so you're not distracted. I want you to think about who we're singing to, who we're talking to. We're talking to the God of peace. I want you to think about putting in your hands the smallest worries that you have, the daily stuff that's just like makes you nervous. And then I want you to think about putting the huge anxieties, the huge worries, the huge things that, that you cannot handle on your own. Why don't you put them all in your hands? And then as we sing, as we pray, as we say this, these words to Jesus, I want you to just thank him for bringing peace in a world of chaos, in a world of darkness that he is light. I want you to ask him for help, ask him for peace Because, because he is peace. And then I want you to turn your eyes towards Jesus, to look full in his face and to let the things of the earth, to let your anxieties and your worries grow dim. Thanks again for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. We hope that this teaching is helping you discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. If you're interested in learning more about Christ Church, visit us online at cco.church.